Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan. And today, we are going to be talking about a topic that I like to bring up on a regular basis. And the reason I like to do that is because this happens on a regular basis, right? Um, and what I'm talking about is, is seasonal anxiety disorder. And we can get that not just in the winter, which tends to be a little bit more common due to the shorter days, but we can also get it in the summer. And so, you know, it can happen for a variety of different reasons. And I think it's always good to go back and talk about these things, right? And and to just remind ourselves that this can happen. And if it does, we need to be conscious of it, that it can happen. And we also have to know and be considering, I should say, what to do to lean into better, healthier practices to take care of it, right? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's kind of like a little refresh. Um, we kind of talk about different things every time we do. Uh, but summer anxiety, summer seasonal anxiety, I think is a little different. It's just a little less common as well, but still happens. Uh, I know people that go through it for sure, uh, including myself. <laughs> that's why we talk about it. So first of all, what is it, right? Um, it's also known as summer seasonal anxiety disorder, right? What are we talking about? It, it, for sure, it's often called SAD, right? Seasonal anxiety disorder, SAD. Uh, also, just kind of interesting that they chose. I mean, that's just, I guess, what it, the acronyms turn out to be, but kind of interesting, right? Um, it, it's a, it typically is just a disorder, as you can imagine, that would happen during the summer months. And it's a mood disorder, Um that is characterized by symptoms of depression that can come and go with the seasons. And again, it's less common than winter sad, but it can still be, you know, a significant source of stress for those that go through this. And, and, you know, is why we want to talk about it uh, for a few reasons, right? We want to talk about this for a few reasons. The first is really to raise that awareness, right? If you're going through this um, again, as many of us do just know that this, you know, you're not alone and, and, this actually is a condition, right? They're, they're, sometimes I think it, it's nice out, the sun is out, you know, it's beautiful days over and over. And sometimes people just feel down in the dumps and they don't know why, and this could be it, right? So raising awareness um, is good so people know that this is something that can happen, right? And it could be happening to them if, if that's what they're feeling. So they can get help. Uh, reducing the stigma. So, you know, again, like, Hey, the sun's out. It's sunny. Why aren't you feeling good? Well, you know, maybe there's an issue with, with seasonal anxiety disorder, right? And you know, maybe that, maybe that could be the reason why someone may not be feeling well. And I think knowing that will help reduce the stigma, right? So it kind of goes along with awareness, I think a bit too, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> and then providing support, uh, just kind of mentioned this, but just wanting to let people know that, Yes, this is something that happens. This is a real thing, and and there there are ways that that you know you can assist yourself, right? Whether it's getting professional um, support, which for sure is a the most recommended option, right? Seeing your doctor, um, and then maybe some of these other things that we'll talk about could assist as well, right? A lot of them are just healthy practices um, that I think always help me. And so what are some factors? Like, what are some reasons why this happens to people? Well, I think the first thing is it could be the change in routine, right? It, the summer months just kind of bring that about and change itself. The change itself could be a little difficult for people to, to cope with. And 
some people love that change. I would say a lot of people love that summer change. <laughs> more people love it than don't love it, right? That's why more people go through, I would say, winter sads and summer sads. Um, but <clears throat> that change can can still cause that to happen. Some people, you know, they have more travel in the summer, social gatherings, increased expectations. It can increase your anxiety. And it can be a reason why the summer may not be as pleasurable for some people, right? Um the heat and humidity, some people may just absolutely hate that for several different reasons. When I was working in the city and I had to wear a suit and tie every day in the hot, humid, you know, urban jungle, it was not fun, right? And 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 thinking about needing to get up in the morning, Monday through Friday, and buttoning up in a 100 degree, 110 degree platform, subway platform weather was horrible, <laughs> Right. So it, that could be, you know, the change. Oh, great. Now I got to deal with this. Right. It's so much my, my most of my days now will be so much less comfortable for the next few months. Some people may actually think that it can put them in a different different space. Right. Um, some people may sleep less. This could be maybe due to that same, you know, heat issue, the humidity issue, if you don't have the proper environment. Right. Or they don't have the means to that. Um, to, to get that proper environment, like air conditioning, cooler rooms, things like that, maybe sleeping in lower levels if they can, right? If maybe they can't. Um, and then also changes in the amount of sunlight. I think this is a big, big one, right? So this can definitely, that, that light change can disrupt the natural sleep-wake cycle that you would experience. Um, that summer, those summer months, they just naturally are going to have more sunlight and, you know, make it difficult to fall asleep at night and also wake up in the morning because your circadian rhythm is just all kind of out of whack, right? This definitely, when this is happening and you're having trouble sleeping, this can definitely lead to fatigue and anxiety. Um, the suppression of melatonin, uh, that, that, that hormone that makes us feel um, sleepy, right? If that's suppressed, then it's going to be a lot harder for us to get the correct rest that we need and for us to really feel at our optimal level. And all of those things are going to increase because of that, right? Um, so that can really be a big one, I think. There's also genetic factors. There's medical factors such as thyroid problems, diabetes, all of these reasons why one can be affected by this, right? Um, and, and things that may contribute to, to this disorder. And a lot of the symptoms, you know, like we said, you may just feel down in the dumps, restlessness, difficulty concentrating, irritability, the fatigue, the muscle tension, the headaches, trouble sleeping. Uh, it really could be, you know, contributed. It really could be coming from the seasonal anxiety disorder and, and maybe not just something simply physical, like a lot of people would think, right? So I guess the, the question is, um, you know, the, for sure, how would you like, how would you want to manage this seasonal disorder? Right. And, and I think the first thing is you always want to talk to your doctor. If this is a real thing, if this is, if this is, um, you know, if you really know that you're somebody that gets severely affected by this uh, on a seasonal basis, definitely, definitely, definitely talk to an expert, your doctor, uh, your medical practitioner, whoever that person is, that is, that is, you know, their job is to watch over your health that person needs to know, right? The number one. Um, if that maybe isn't you, maybe, you know, I, I think it's always good to talk to a therapist or a professional regardless, but, you know, I also think we are given the skills and tools to cope with a lot of things 
on our own, right? If 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 we if if we want to and can. Um not everybody can do that. Not everybody, you know, it's it's not it's easier said than done for a lot of people, right? And I totally get that. But here are some some time-tested truths that I think really assist with just helping you feel better. And I try and do all of these as much as I possibly can on a daily basis. The first one is sticking to a regular sleep, sleep schedule. Um, try to go to bed, you know, the same time every night on the weekends, days. Uh, this is just going to help you regulate that circadian rhythm. And sleep, in my opinion, is like if you have great, good quality sleep, I don't want to say you won't be depressed or you won't have anxiety, but you're going to have a lot less chance of having those severe cases of it, right? So I think that's number one. Um, And to help with this, you want to avoid bright light in the evening. Uh, I try and reduce blue lights as much as I can. I use red lights, red night lights, and I keep them lower. I don't try and if I am going to, you know, keep any light on, it's, it's a Philip Hue red light at a, the lowest level possible. Um, and just from, I was reading this from a evolutionary perspective, you want to have that light lower because if the light is higher, um, like above you, then it's, it's almost like a fear. Uh, your, your body will just kind of take that as like a threat, actually the light it's, it's, it's interesting. And so, um, so I, I, I try and keep the lights low uh, on the lower level, um, like the outlets on the floor, right? The night lights, if I can. Because um, once you pop a light on, like a bright light, good night, melatonin. <laughs> it's gone. Goodbye, Chase. Goodbye, I should say, for the melatonin. Um, so try not to like flip a light on if in the middle of the night. Like if you can get like a really easy night light or something, try that. And those night lights, again, if you can do candlelight or red, um, like that is the color you want to be the, the color length you want to be utilizing for that. So I, I'm kind of a nerd on that stuff too. I've been, cause it really does make a difference. I feel like, and my sleep was really needing assistance for a while. And I was looking into a lot of that type of stuff. So consider that if you, you know, if someone that has TVs, lights, any small blue light that's blinking in your room, like get it out, right? No big bright lights, right? None of it. If it's white, it's blue. And if it's blue, it's going to mess your sleep up. All right. I'm done off that. Okay. Um, all right. Spend time in nature. Big, 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 big one. When I used to live in New York, um, the one thing that I would just calm me down would be going for a walk. And, you know, when you go for a walk in New York, you still don't really feel like you're in nature, but you are outside, which, you know, I guess in general, there's birds and stuff that live out there too. So it's kind of like nature. Um, so definitely get outside. If you live in the city, like get outside, get to a park, get to a green place. If you live in a place where you can get outside of the city, that's even better, right? And if you live, um, I'm fortunate enough nowadays, I didn't, not when I was in Brooklyn, but um, when I started the podcast with you guys, but nowadays I have a nature trail right outside my home and uh, I will continue to have that new home and uh, definitely adds to just totally reducing the level of anxiety that you carry on your shoulders on a regular basis. So Definitely practice, um, you know, going for walks in the park and and just like m- not with your phone. Keep your phone off. Like, and some people like to take phone calls when they go for walks, and sometimes I do too. But I, I think if you're going to do that, to focus on yourself, if that's the goal, if you're trying to release tension, you want to get outside. I think if you're going to talk to somebody, try and have it be somebody who's with you. If you want to talk on the phone, that's fine. Otherwise, take in your surroundings. That is like so therapeutic. And I don't think it's stressed enough 
I really enjoy just walking and just maybe having some very low music on. But even in the morning, when I'm done with my run, I turn everything off and I'm just walking kind of like in the nature trail at the end. You just hear the birds and all that. It is just the most therapeutic and best way to start the morning, right? In my opinion, I just, it, it's just so peaceful. So if you guys have a tough time, um, you know, getting up in the morning in the summer, just for maybe some of the things that we've talked about, some of the pressures, anxieties that come with, uh, that can come in the summertime, consider trying to always start your day in the best way possible, right? Like, like, like low anxiety, phones off. You know, if the phone is on, it's only to be pushing good things in your brain, like affirmations and meditations and things like that, like good stories, you know, like good podcasts that are feeding you good information like this, right? Like, like try and find, you know, information for you in the morning. That's only going to put you in a positive space, because if you start any other way, that's where you're headed for the rest of the day, right? So, so give yourself the best chance to have the best day. And that's really what a good morning is all about is giving yourself the best chance. I really believe in that. Um, my best mornings and my workouts are always end up with the best days. So it's just, just kind of how it goes. Um, practice relaxation techniques, kind of similar to what we were just talking about, but you know, talking about my best mornings, that includes a nice yoga and meditation practice, a good run too, like, like a good workout, like feel like you have given your body something for the day, like feel like you have fed your body with both, um, you know, preparation with the workout and it doesn't, you know, if you don't have the ability to do high intensity workouts, that's fine. Do what you can do, do whatever the challenge that is for you. If you feel that challenge, you're going to feel accomplished afterwards. That's the point. If you feel accomplished, you move, you move forward. And, and that's what we're looking for when we go through these moments in the mornings is, is that right. So uh, practice those relaxation techniques. First thing in the day, man, if you, if you start it like that, amazing, right? Like it feels great. Um, I just talked about getting enough sunlight. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's like, I try and get as much as I can in the summer. I understand, you know, we just talk about how the sunlight too can affect your circadian rhythm. It, it can suppress your melatonin. Um, I don't know. Like I try and get as much energy out in the summer as I can, because I can, right. I can get out in the summer. So that just helps me, I think, be in a position later on in the day where I can kind of relax a little bit. So consider that, right? Like, you know, if you have more time in the summer, uh, there's more, you know, there's more hours in the day. Maybe it's also warmer. Maybe it gives you the ability to get outside a bit more since it's nicer and, and move your body a bit more, get tired. And then that longer daylight hour that is going to suppress your melatonin maybe won't affect you as much because you, you know, your the exercise is going to help with that. It's the hope. Um, if you don't live in a place uh, that, you know, it's, it's, you don't get too much sunlight. You always want to, maybe a light box would be cool too. consider that. Um, but that natural light is just so important. You want to get at least 60 minutes a day. I, if I don't get outside and it's like the end of the day, I'm pissed. <laughs> like it's just the way it is. Like if I, if I look outside and it's getting dark out and I didn't go outside, I was like, Oh man, like, like I, I get really mad at those moments where, and, and that's why you got to build it in, in the morning, right? If you don't build it in, in the morning, the chances of it happening later on drop significantly. So, so that's why the routine in the morning, but before everybody gets up, um, and I didn't expect this to be so much of a routine thing, uh, but but I, th I just think it, it really, you know, before everybody gets up and before those people can 
can disrupt your routine. That's what you're going for, right? Um, that's why you want to push as much of this stuff into that time frame as much as you possibly can. Because if you can do all that by nine o'clock and the, when the world starts and they start, you know, the world starts knocking at your door, you're ready to rock. You've done all the hard stuff for the day. People are just rolling out of bed and you've already done the hard stuff, right? And that in itself, for me at least, gives me a sense of accomplishment. I think when we feel accomplishment, it's what makes us feel good, right? That that feeling of progression feels good. And, and I think it's just my belief that when people don't feel like they're progressing, it's when they feel like they're stuck and they feel these ruts, right? And and I, I think there's a lot of reasons, you know, you can feel these ruts. But I think a lot of times we get to this point in life where we're like, man, what, what am I doing? Right? And, and, and you get in a rut over it. But I think that point when you get there, it's, it's designed to make you think, right? It's designed to make you say, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Right? And, 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 and figure out if you're going to keep doing it and you're going to go, you know, all in, or if you're going to stop and, and you're going to take a break and, and maybe do something else. Right? And not to say one answer is always better than the other, but something to always consider, right? Um, eating a healthy diet part of the routine thing. Uh, it's an all day routine, not just a morning routine. Um, I try as much as I can Monday through Friday to keep as strict of a diet as I possibly can during the work week, because I know during the weekend we go out to eat, we have different, you know, events happening and, you know, it's just harder to keep that routine, that eating routine. So, um, eating that healthy diet, building that in, especially Monday through Friday is really helpful. Getting your veggies and, you know, your, your proteins, your fats, it's going to help your mood and reduce your anxiety when you're eating well, when you're not eating well, you just feel worse, right? Like, think about that. Think about when you binge drink and eat a, like a garbage plate, like the night before, right? The next day you feel horrible. Those of you that don't live in Rochester wouldn't know what a garbage plate is, but those of you that do, Hey, I'm glad you, you're, you're fellow garbage plate eaters. Love it. Um, maybe you're not, uh, anywho could be better for you if you're not, but, um, the next part here is avoiding caffeine and avoiding alcohol. So we want to avoid all these things. It's not going to help. Um, alcohol, certainly caffeine can totally throw you in a rut too. If you drink too much of it, it can really help your day. I really believe in the hippie speedball. I like it a lot. If you don't drink too much caffeine alcohol, I mean, it's, it's so rarely helpful. I think I, I, I enjoy alcohol. I enjoy IPAs, right? I, I, I enjoy ciders. I enjoy, drinking those things. But I know every time I do, it results in a lower optimized Ryan afterwards. <laughs> it just will always be that way. And that's kind of how I view alcohol now. It's like, I kind of view it now as for me, it's kind of like, all right, well, this is just going to mean I'm going to be a little, little lower. I'm going to have to expect I'm going to feel a little worse. I'm going to have to work a little harder to feel better after this, right? Like in the immediate, like, moment, it's great, right? But that's just what happens afterwards. Even if it's just a few beers, you know, you're, you're still going to sleep a little worse. You know, you're going to be a little, have that, maybe that stomach issue tad. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I find that when I was drinking a lot, I didn't know that. But now that I drink a lot less, I just know that that, like, I feel that more, right? And and so something also to consider if, you, if you're one out there possibly, is like, I don't feel any of that stuff. Maybe you're drinking too much. <laughs> or maybe you just have a fantastic you know, way to metabolize those, uh, the alcohol as well. It could be that too. Um, all right. So getting enough sleep, huge. We talked about that. Um, 
And also talking to somebody you trust, uh, setting, you know, there's, like I said, a doctor, a loved one, a friend, um, definitely talk to those people. If you're feeling these feelings, set real, realistic expectations. Sometimes I get in a slump and, you know, I like a little rut, like a mental, like emotional rut. And I just know, like, I'm going to do the best I can to get me out of it. But I know sometimes it's going to take, it may not, it may not happen that day that I get out of the rut. Right. But I have to know that I will. And it's going to happen. And it always has. I've always gotten out of the rut at some point in my life. And I think what we do is we get in these moments. We're like, all right, this is just, it's never going to end, you know, and and you you almost, you kind of accept that for a minute. And and that's where I think when you accept that it's never going to end is where you start going down that road of, you know, the, the, the wrong road, I think. And I think you just have to remember, it's helpful to remember at least that it will end, whatever it is that you're going through. This too shall pass, right? Um, little Buddhist thing. And so set realistic expectations. Uh, you know, know, you know, possibly what you're dealing with, maybe something really severe. Maybe you had a death in the really close loved one. Maybe it's just something at work that happened, right? Then you can get over it pretty quick. Just know what it is that you're, 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 you're working with. Um, take breaks, you know, that's, that's big. Like if you need it, don't kill yourself. That's huge. Uh, you don't want to be killing yourself when you're, you're in this mental mindset that just isn't helpful. And, you know, I think the big thing too, is be kind to yourself and and find activities that you enjoy, like lean into things that are helpful for you. Um, that always helps me. If I can smile and laugh at the end of the day, that's really helpful. Right. And also find cannabis if needed. <laughs> 20 minutes into the episode, the rubber hits the road, right? Um, but, uh, you know, cannabis can help uh, possibly if you're doing a lot of these things and you think you can still use a little extra oomph, right? Again, I would still talk to your doctor always. Um, but but if you think, you know, this could help, I, I, I a lot of people find that it does and in a few different ways. So, you know, cannabis can help reduce physical symptoms of anxiety, right? So like the heart rate, the increased heart rate, sweating, muscle tension. Um, it can act on the endocannabinoid system, specifically CBD indirectly can release anandamide to more naturally uh, activate that CB1 receptor, which provides that level of relief, right? Um, it also can help inhibit the release of the stress hormones, so, you know, you can reduce anxiety and reduce that increased heart rate and sweating and muscle tension, right? Um, when you have high cortisol and adrenaline levels, it's just so hard to do any of that and to even think straight, right? You can't sleep, you can't, you don't eat right. Like, it's just so, it's tough. And so sometimes it's hard to get out of that cycle. And CBD can be a natural way, a natural and very effective way to help you get out of that cycle and feel better about your life and yourself, right? Um Cannabis CBD, you know, can help increase levels of the GABA protein. And that's that neurotransmitter that has that calming effect and um, really help reduce the anxiety symptoms if you can reduce or increase those levels in the brain, right? Um, Cannabis can help change thought patterns. So just, you know, it can, a few different ways it can do this. and, And that's kind of like a I would say like a a general statement, but any thought pattern that is related to anxiety, cannabis, a lot of the times can assist with. So the way it does that, I guess, from my opinion, at least, is it helps you focus more on the present moment and to really let go. So if anyone has ever 
um, studied Buddhism or Eastern, you know, religion, uh, a lot of the times a big concept is letting go. And I noticed that in our culture, at least we hang on, right. We hang on to grudges. We hang on to like things in the past. It just pissed us off. And I do that, right. I, everyone does it. Um, it's part of our culture, I think to do it, but it, there is a big part of global culture, right. Eastern religion that talks about letting go and cannabis, I think is, can provide us that ability to help us do that. Let us let go of negative thoughts. Um, allow us to increase mindfulness, right? Letting go of judgments, increasing your focus on the present moment and, and not judging the present moment and labeling the present moment. And, and that's really tough to do too. Um, and that takes practice a lot of times, meditation practice to even understand what I just said. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but really it helps increase mindfulness. I, I find, um, help us focus less, um, you know, focus more on the positive and, and, and challenge those negative thoughts. Right. And, and it allows us to kind of sit back and not have those knee jerk reactions. It, it reduces rumination for sure. Uh, I ruminate, I, I get upset about things and I will just cycle them through my head over and over. And I dwell on things. It's certainly something that, that I do, but cannabis, you know, it can help you break that. Like I know when I'm doing that, you know, th there are just moments where, you know, I, I'm trying to do everything I can to stop that process. And I just grab my one-to-one -one pen and I just hit it really hard. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> and I like the one-to-one, -one, right? And sometimes people like to, the little spin mentally to help them get there too and break that rumination. But the one-to-one -one for me just often will help and maybe a little higher THC. Just, I, I think THC does help kind of break your mindset a little bit if you're in that ruminating process. But Again, like you got to know that about yourself. You have to know what works for you. Um, it can help you for sure do that. I, I think increase acceptance, uh, acceptance of the way things are. You can practice accepting things without judgment um, much easier, I think, when uh, when you're utilizing cannabis. So I think cannabis helps with you know a lot of those different factors when we're talking about just changing our thought patterns, right? And then, it, you know, cannabis will help you often increase those feelings of well-being. Um, maybe just feel more comfortable in your own skin. Maybe often a lot of people know summer months brings, you know, like beach body stuff, right? And everyone hates that. <laughs> no one wants to get ready for the beach. You just want to go to the beach, right? That's all we want to do. And, and you know, cannabis is great because no one, I mean, I want to say like, no one cares, like you do care, but you only care about the, the stuff that matters. You don't care about any of that superficial crap, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. And that's what cannabis can help you focus on is a lot of that stuff, reducing the stress around that, um, you know, reducing the cortisol and adrenaline levels, increasing the relaxation by releasing dopamine, stimulating that release of dopamine, which is that neurotransmitter that helps with the pleasure and reward system, right? If we can help increase that naturally, not artificially, um, but just reduce that tension and, and anxiety and, and promote that sense of calm and well-being, it's it's that type of assistance that we can get from cannabis. Um, it also helps increase creativity as well and improve your mood. So, you know, we know that it can improve mood just by a lot of the things we just said, but it can also increase creativity. So um, I think that's helpful because I often find when I'm in a rut, uh, 
that's what I need. I, I need a creative burst of activity. And that can be anything. Like, like sometimes, you know, it's not how I view creativity, but going for a run, I get really creative. I start thinking of things and, you know, I, I, I that's really helpful. Um, I really like playing music when I feel like I'm in a rut and I like dancing. I like putting on my AirPods and I like listening to music, like going in the bathroom, shutting the door where nobody can see me. Nobody can hear the music. It's in my AirPods, but I have air transparent. I have transparency mode on, right? So people, you know, if I can hear people outside, usually sometimes I don't, and that's a big yelling match. But um, <laughs> but like you know, you get in there, you dance, you feel good, right? You play music, you let go, and I think that's what happens when you get into a creative mode is you let go, right? And when you let go, that's what we're doing. We're we're releasing a lot of the tension and anxieties, and sometimes to just pick up to get in the mood to just pick up the guitar or to just put on some music. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of cannabis for me to be like, Oh, I'm kind of feeling like this. I should do this now before, you know, if, if I'm in a rut and if I'm feeling in a rut, I may just, that's what you, you focus on the things that are just, you know, your body, when you're in a rut and you're not thinking or feeling well, you focus on the things that are not going to make you think or feel any better. Naturally, it's what you do. And so what we have to do is actively think the other way. We have to pull ourselves out of that. And a lot for a lot of us, you know, when we have a hard time pulling ourselves out of a rut, when we ruminate on things, and when we have a hard time just feeling better <clears throat> ourselves, cannabis can be just a fantastic natural way to get us out of that rut and to help us feel our best. And when we feel our best, each and every one of us, you know, I just believe the world is a much better place when, when you and I go out there and we are just rocking and rolling and we got our, our, you know, pep in our step and we're strutting um, like whoever you are and whatever you're doing, people notice that, right? They feel that there is an aura of energy around you. No matter how dim you think your light is, you have an energy and, and people will feel that. And, and so I just always remember that that energy can can be for the good or it can be for the bad. And I don't have a reason why I should ever want, at this moment in my life, I don't know why I would ever want that energy to be for the bad. I, I can't rationally think of a reason. So in that for that reason, I am always trying to you know figure out what I can do first thing in the morning to help that good energy around me be good. And it doesn't always end that way. <laughs> we, but we got to try, we got to try, right? We got to start somewhere. So <clears throat> that's it guys. I hope this is helpful for you guys. I hope for any of you guys that are going through this out there, uh, I go through it. Um, you know, we all go through it. I just, you know, I, you guys, your support means a ton to me. And so I just want to let you know that, you know, we support you as well here at the cannabis connoisseur and, and uh, everything that we're doing is designed specifically to make this make you better right like like I, I hope that a lot of the things we do do that and if you know and if we do awesome and and that's going to show in the results so that's it guys uh please feel free if you like this episode if you have questions about this episode if you have comments if you hated it <laughs> i hope not but uh please send us a message at the cannabis at gmail.com um and then uh and then also you can reach out to us at the cannabis c uh we are, I keep saying this guys, we have like all these episodes that we're about to release and, um, it's going to be on uh, a new topic of, of fun stuff here with women's health and other items that we're looking at. So, um, I can't wait to get started on that. Uh, it's going to be very soon. Um, but 
once it you know it does, I hope it provides a ton of value to you guys. And please, please feel free to just keep reaching out. Any questions, comments? Hope you guys are having a great summer. And I cannot wait to see you here in another awesome episode of the Cannabis Tennis Year Podcast. Peace. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.